What it do, all my crew? It's Alyssa, and I'm here to celebrate all of our dirt so that we can embrace our destiny. With a lifetime of filtering everything through religion, I'm here to share my confessions, talk about the dirt, and give you the tools that you need to move forward. So for the love of coffee, let's chat. This is your unfiltered podcast. It's my 33rd episode in my 33rd year of life. Wow. Last time we chatted, it was my birthday week only two weeks ago, and so much has taken place since then. Don't worry. I'm going to give you all the nitty gritty details, but before I do that, I just want to say welcome. I'm super stoked that you took time out of your day to sit with me for a little bit and hear what I have to say. I hope that you walk away from this podcast feeling encouraged, feeling motivated, feeling at peace, maybe even can breathe a little bit better. I'm hoping, okay? We talk about all things unfiltered here in case you've never been on this channel, everything from divorce to cancer, infertility, church hurt, um, identity, fear, which is the topic at hand today. I'm going to give you five tips to overcome fear and what that looks like in your life. But my goal in this lifetime that I have to live is to air out all of my dirty laundry, (laughs) which we call our dirt on this channel, and quite literally celebrate it because that's where growth happens. Nothing can grow without dirt. You're going to hear me say that so many times on this podcast, but it is my heart's cry. (laughs) I literally wrote a book called Unfiltered and talk about how destiny is written in the dirt of your life. And that's what I do. That's where I'm at. Um, It has been two years since I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And this morning, I actually got up at 4.30 a.m. What? What? Okay, this is a new thing for me. Let, Let me just like reel you into my life a little bit, give you a little bit of a picture behind the scenes in case you don't follow me on social media. If you don't, totally go do. I take you through my life on my stories and in my Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, all of the stuff, right? Go check out my show notes for all of that down below. But I have taken you on a journey this week that I've started working out again for the first time since the diagnosis. And goodness, chemotherapy has done a work on my body. Yikes. It has been crazy to see how painful and exhausting it is to work out, but I am determined to get my mobility back and my physical activity back, and it's been good. I mean, I've been waking up at 4.30. I am doing my protocols and my treatments at home. In case you don't know, I have been doing healing holistically in my body. I share a lot about that too, but um, I get all of that done, and then I head to the gym by 5.45, and It was a really good workout this morning, but I had a chat with my friend about some things concerning fear, and I want to encourage you when it comes to that. You know, this whole, um, man, journey over the last two years time has been really focused on healing my body, chasing after my dreams, spending time with my family, 
loving the life God gave me and really walking in purpose. But it's also been focused on healing my mind and my emotions and my spirit and my physical body, right? And so I've been on a journey and everyone that follows me has got to see the ups and downs, the highs, the lows, the emotions, the laughter, the memories, the fun. You know, I'm homeschooling my kids now, something I never thought I would do, but I'm loving it because I get to spend so much time with my girls. I get to pour parts of me into them that they never would have gotten um, if I would have done this any other way. And just the idea that I'm leaving behind a legacy for them, memories for them, and my faith with them. And, you know, I get to see their personalities evolve and we get to have deep conversations about the word of God and, you know, even just life obstacles and how we can overcome them. And then I launched a fashion art line on my birthday, which is the big news. It's called Fashioned Faith. You can follow it in my show notes down below, but I do customized art, textured art, and I also do customized denim fashion that's hand-painted and fedora hats that have a little bit of all my art wrapped into one piece. And it's been so much fun. Um, I definitely have more coming in the fashion line. And here's a little hint. I may have a t-shirt line coming, guys. Ah! Super excited. You guys be on the lookout for that. Follow it and um, go get you a piece of art that displays faith in your life. But it's been super busy in life. And, you know, it's easy to get distracted from your faith walk when you're not setting intentions on keeping your mind right and keeping your heart right and keeping your spirit right. And that is when fear can creep in to your everyday lifestyle. And for someone who has walked through cancer, fear is a really big opportunity. (laughs) Anybody with any kind of diagnosis, okay, anybody with any kind of loss, any kind of grief, any kind of trauma, any kind of abuse, anything in your life that has caused you dis-ease, because disease is not just cancer, diabetes, fibromyalgia, whatever you want to label it, but disease is dis-ease in your life. Any area that is out of place and isn't operating with ease and with peace, right? And man, it's just, it's been such a crazy ride that I have been very intentional with keeping my mind right and doing my Bible scriptures every morning as affirmations out loud and spending time journaling my thoughts and my my promises that God has given me and all of the things. But even doing all of those things, guys, you're still going to have opportunity for fear to creep in. And today I want to jump into the topic of fear And I always want to start off, this is a new thing I'm doing, a quote that sticks out to me concerning the topic. And this is the quote that I love about fear. It says this, fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision. Did you hear that? Let me say it again because it's just so good. Fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision. I talk a lot about faith and It's truly the glue that held me together in some really tough times in my life, but 
I don't want you to ever get the idea that I never walk in fear. I think it's really important to know that fear is inevitable in life, but the way we approach it is a choice, okay? My dad always used to say this, fear is false evidence appearing real. And maybe you've heard this saying before, but how does that help if we don't recognize that when we are feeling the feelings of fear, we have to go back to the fact that it's false evidence appearing real. If we don't recognize that, then the feelings of fear, they overwhelm us. They absolutely overwhelm us. And this week has been a super interesting week for me. I have my three-month scans that I get four times a year since my breast cancer journey coming up tomorrow, tomorrow morning. And it's scary. It's scary. It brings back a whole lot of PTSD The emotions from the first time I got a mammogram, the first time I sat in an MRI machine, when I had to get my biopsies, when that doctor came in and I was all by myself because it, by the way, I was diagnosed in the middle of a freaking pandemic. (laughs) It was COVID guys. I, I had nobody with me. I got to do all of the things alone. Um, and man, I remember leaving the, hospital after my mammogram and first they came in and they were like yeah um you're gonna have to go wait because we need to do a sonogram we saw something and we don't like it and I remember sitting there in my oh I'm gonna get emotional talking about it yikes um this is unfiltered so (laughs) pre just just a warning there with the title oh I remember sitting there in my apron (laughs) wrapped up and thinking I'm super exposed right now, super uncomfortable. They they don't care about that at all. They're just making me sit out in the hallway with all these people walking by me. Um, no bra, no shirt, you know, just kind of hanging out. <laughs> and I'm terrified now because they're having to do a sonogram. So something must not be right. And I have no one with me. So I immediately start texting my husband and telling him that something's not right. I feel sick to my stomach. And he's like texting me, trying to reassure me as best as he can from the house that everything's going to be okay. I go in and I lay down on the table and they start doing the sonogram. And oh my gosh, it took forever. It felt like I was laying there for an hour and she's just digging around and digging around. I'm searching her face so hard to see what she's thinking, but I can definitely tell something's not right. She puts the thing down and goes and gets the doctor and he comes in and tells me, look, very bluntly, no compassion whatsoever, just very straightforward, all by myself, right? (laughs) We have found two tumors in your breast that are pretty big and we found a lymph node that does not look good. And we need to do immediate biopsies on all of these things because you could have cancer. And we're pretty sure that's what it is. And I just remember the feeling of vomit <laughs> coming to my mouth. And they walk out and they leave me there laying on the bed to process what they just said all by myself. And whew, man, that's emotional talking about. That's scary. 
you know, 31 years old and two babies at home, you know, and a husband that I love so much. And I am being told in the middle of COVID where everything is shut down that you have cancer more than likely. And I remember going in to schedule my biopsy and I just sat there kind of like, freaked out, you know, everybody has mask on, so I can't tell anybody's facial expressions, no matter how hard I try. So it's not bringing me any peace whatsoever. And the lady's like, listen, you've got time on your, you've got time on your hand. You're young. You can get through this. By the way, that doesn't help, like (laughs) doesn't help at all. But she's like, it could just be nothing. It might not even be anything. But I knew in my gut that it was cancer. And so coming up on my scans, it brings that memory back to my mind. Just a very scary situation. And thank God my husband can go with me now and can be with me for everything. But all of the treatments, chemo, infusions, everything alone and Fear is real, guys. It it doesn't matter if it's a diagnosis like this. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, abuse and trauma and rejection and depression and your bank account constantly being drained despite how hard you work in life. Like PTSD and the, the, the opportunity, I guess I could say, for fear will always be there. And so this week I had a full on meltdown. I called my parents for some encouragement and my dad reminded me of Jesus in the wilderness. And he talked about how after he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, you know, Satan came to him as a voice to tempt him to let go of his faith and what he knew he was there for. And he said, if you're the son of God, then turn these stones into bread. (laughs) because it was something that he was struggling with at the moment. The man was hangry. He was hungry, right? Like he wanted some bread. But Jesus came back with the word because he knew he was on a mission at that moment. And he said, it is written and began to declare the word of God, right? And so my dad said something that I want to say to you, friend, whatever your fear looks like today, just because fear comes as a thought doesn't mean that it's your thought and you have to recognize the voice. You have to recognize the voice just because the thought of, oh my gosh, I have scans tomorrow. What if it comes back with something else on it? That has to be recognized as it may be a thought, but that doesn't mean it's mine. That is absolutely the enemy trying to get me into a place of accepting something that God never intended for my life. So for me, the fear of scans might be something that I really truly struggle with and might very well struggle with for a while until these consistent scans happen. I mean, consistent scans stop while they're happening. It could be a struggle that I have, but I have to recognize the voice. And maybe for you, it's wrapped up in the rejection that you feel you're consumed with or the abuse that you can't get over mentally or emotionally. Whatever that looks like for you, the enemy always comes as a thought for you to accept the thing that you are feeling. And I want you to remember that it's your choice and whether you accept it or not. 
Do you understand me? You do not have to roll over and accept the fear that is trying to creep in, the false evidence that is appearing real in that moment. You get to make a choice whether or not you will open your arms up and embrace it or say it is written, right? And combat it with the word of God. Yesterday, I really, I was really feeling it, man. And I posted a TikTok to encourage people in the middle of my reality. And something came out of my mouth in that moment. It was totally the Holy Spirit. But I said, fear is the question of what might be. It is not the presence of what is. And I want you to think about that. False evidence appearing real. It's something that we are scared of happening, but it's not always something that's here right now in this moment. Even with cancer, guys, it wasn't necessarily the fear of the disease. It's the fear of dying, right? Something that hasn't even taken place quite yet. It, it's, it's not here yet, right? And, and we're all dying Every single day we're dying. Every day that we live, we're one step closer to death. I could get hit by a bus and die sooner than disease ever takes me out, right? Like it's the fear of something that hasn't even taken place. And so what is it today that you're fearing? What is the question mark that you're waiting on to become reality? How are you giving it life? You know, Your words, your thoughts, they empower fear to grow. And you absolutely are creating atmospheres around you for that thing to manifest in your life, okay? There's a huge thing right now called manifesting. Everybody's manifesting things and blah, 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 blah. I don't necessarily agree with that because manifesting is all about yourself, It's all about what you want. It's all about what you desire. It's all about what your flesh is craving. But standing in faith is all about standing on what the word of God says you can have. Standing in faith is not allowing the things that you see to become more real than what the word of God says. Okay, So it's funny because the enemy always takes something that's God and he counterfeits it to make it look just as good, but it's a perverted version of the pure thing that God designed in the first place. Faith is something from God, by God. It is God. It's in his word, right? And it is standing on what he says, despite what you are seeing, feeling, and hearing, right? But manifesting is a perverted version of faith and how that operates because manifesting is all about you, yourself, and I. Faith is all about what the word says that you can have, right? So I want to encourage you to take a look at how you are empowering fear with thoughts and words and how you can turn that to allow yourself to see the word of God come alive in your life. 
If you are consistently empowering fear by constantly talking about how scared you are, how you're going to be ate up with cancer, how your abuser is going to come back, how your trauma is never going to leave, how you will always be depressed, how your bank account's always going to be empty, how your rejection is always going to be there, how everybody is going to reject you, how you are so fat and ugly, you're never going to mount up to anything, your business is always going to fail. Whatever it is that you are empowering by your words is going to become a deep rooted belief system and you absolutely will find ways to make that work. It's scientifically proven that the thing you believe in, your brain will find ways to make that happen because you believe it without you even realizing you're doing things and attracting things and um, producing things to make that thing happen. Even though you don't want it, you believe it so much that it happens. And so you've got to stop empowering the things that you don't want and start empowering the things you do. Guys, the word's very clear that life and death is in the power of our tongue. Yet we don't take that seriously at all. We just think, well, you got to be real, Alyssa. You got to be real. You got to be willing to and able to talk about what's fact. But that's a whole nother podcast I can go into. So I'm not going to. But bottom line is, You've got to get to a place where you've got to make a decision whether or not fear is going to rule your life or whether or not faith is going to rule your life. Faith is not the absence of fear, okay? It's the presence of believing while you're scared. It's the ability to do the thing despite the terror. It's the understanding that I may be fearful, but my God is faithful. It's the question of what may happen, not the presence of what is. That's what fear is. It's a question. It's not even what's present. So you may be saying, well, Alyssa, what, what is present? You know, this is where it kind of gets tricky because it seems logical to think that facts are what we face. But faith, the word says, is the substance of things hoped for even when we don't see it with our tangible eye. It boils down to what do you believe as a person? Do you believe the word of God is truth or do you believe that it is dependent on your circumstance? You know, something my dad always said to us is so profound. He always told us you cannot rewrite the word of God according to your experience. Either the word of God is true or it's not. And I know that's so hard to do when fear sweeps over you It's difficult. It's incredibly hard to shift your mindset when real life circumstances are going on. And I want you to know that I'm not perfect at this. I am encouraging you because I'm often encouraging myself with this exact same thing. It's a daily choice and a practice that I have to prioritize prioritize in my life. So fear has to be recognized as a liar in order to see faith as the truth which is God's word. So how do we start? Okay, I want to give you some practical steps to take when it comes to fear. And I'm a learner, so I want to take time to teach you something that I have applied in my life and do almost every single week because fear consistently has opportunities to come. So number one, 
get a notepad, get something, write this down, post it in your house, put it on your phone, whatever you got to do. But when it comes to overcoming fear, the first thing we have to do is recognize the voice. Who is speaking? Here's a tip, okay? If it's good, grab a hold of it. If it's bad, break up with it, friend. God is the good, okay? Good is nothing more than God stretched out. That's what my dad always said. So recognize what voice is speaking. Who is speaking? If it's good, grab a hold of it. If it's bad, break up with it. If it's something that is causing you instant panic, break up with that thought right there. If it's something that makes you feel good, grab it. Hold on to that. Let it fuel your day. It's really not difficult. Recognize the voice. The second thing you have to do in overcoming fear is shift your thoughts by speaking. You partner with the voice of lies or truth by your words, okay? When the bride and groom are getting married, what do they respond with? They don't just look at each other. They don't just put the ring on the finger. They have to say something to partner with the marriage. I do, right? When a thought comes, I can't tell whether or not you're partnering with it if you don't open your mouth. But if you open your mouth with your speech and start talking about how scared you are of X, Y, and Z, you are partnering with that thing and saying, I believe this is going to happen. If you open your mouth, though, and combat it with it, it is written just like Jesus did, right? And start declaring words, you are partnering with the word of God over that thought. So you can shift that thought by speaking the truth over your life. Shift it and speak. The third thing to do to overcome fear is feed the energy you want to give. Okay, this is a huge one. Emotions carry energy. And this is something huge in my holistic life that I have learned If you've ever noticed how you can be in a good mood, okay, and someone can walk in the room who's in a horrible mood and they totally shift the entire atmosphere of that room. And you're like, why did you even come in here, right? It's because emotions tangibly carry energy. Our bodies are created off of frequency. Everything is created off of frequency and emotions and words even carry frequency. They have energy. Do not feed negative energy. If you have a feeling of negative energy, do something that feeds the positive energy. Is that putting on worship for you to feed positive energy? Is that going for a walk? Is that drinking a hot cup of coffee? Is that having a quick dance party for one song? Is that riding in your car with the windows down and music blasting? Do something that feeds a different energy. If you're feeling something you don't like, do something you do because it will shift the mood which will shift the thoughts and it will shift the whole thing. Number four, okay? Listen to what you are hearing. Did you know you can hear something without really listening? (laughs) My mom always said this to us. I need you to listen to me. I need you not to just hear me. I need you to listen. Put your listening ears on. Faith comes by hearing And hearing the word of God. That's what the Bible says. So if faith comes by hearing, then fear comes by hearing. So listen, how are you feeding what you want to believe? What are you hearing? What are you listening to? Something that I've talked about many, many times is when I got diagnosed, the Lord told me specifically 
that I would be hearing and listening to a lot of doctors say a lot of things. And if I wanted to overcome this disease, I have to hear and listen to the word of God three times more than I'm listening to stats about a disease that can kill me. So I was very intentional to what I'm listening to. I did not follow a bunch of breast cancer people that were talking very negatively about how hard their journey is. I followed people who were very positive and life-giving. I followed people who were going to empower me and not discourage me. What are you listening to? Listen to what you are hearing, okay? Number five, level up your friendships. This is the last one. Level up your friendships. Who are you hanging around and how do they help you overcome your fear? Do they help you overcome it or do they help you drown in it? How are the people around you helping you or hindering you? You have to know that. And if you don't have people in your life, because you might be like, well, I can't level up my friendships because I really don't have a lot of choices around here, uh, may not even be connected to anybody, then what kind of people are you placing in your life when it comes to social medias and podcastings and movies and atmospheres? You are surrounding yourself with people, be it in person or virtually. Level those people up, okay? If you're overcome by fear, then it's time to level up with some faith builders. I'm one of them, okay? Partner with me, follow me, hook up with me, connect with me, do all of the things, right? But you have to level up with some faith builders if all you are surrounded by are fear chasers, okay? Faith builders are going to help you get where you need to go. Fear chasers are going to help you stay stuck. So this is my five tips that I walk in every week and I hope that they bless you. Fear is the question of what could be, not the presence of what is. It's false evidence appearing real and fear is absolutely something that is going to be presented to you. It is a reaction, but courage is a decision. I hope this blessed you today. Share it with someone who needs it. Subscribe to this channel. Hey, leave me a review down below. Let people know what you're gaining from this podcast and go follow me on all my social medias. I will check you out soon. I'll talk to you soon and I hope that we can connect. We're gonna end it like we always do. Raise a glass to the dirt in your life because it's worth celebrating.